0: Our chat with Bruin Beasley this week on Inside Motorsport. We find out more about the TRS series with Tony Whitlock asking the questions.
1: The build up to it, I mean, obviously, you, you've got a factory over in New Zealand where you keep the cars. So,
0: what happens is Toyota New Zealand own the cars, they they have a warehouse and a factory, and they've got full time staff doing the preparation.
1: They only recently moved it to yeah, They've
0: moved, they were in. Um, uh, just south of Auckland, uh, part of Toyota there, and they've moved to Hampton Downs in a, in, a, in a facility made for them now. And they run their 86 program out of one side, and the Toyota racing series out of the other side. And I've got a, a heap of instructors, so I have a 40-foot container there, and a bus and cars that all I basically locate on a farm, a friend's farm over there. I go over a couple of times a year, sort things out, clean it up, pack, do what I'm going to do, and then. I go over in a couple of weeks beforehand. We do a shakedown day. Um, we take delivery of the cars. They're all r- prep, ready to go, signed, written as to our instructions. Then we put them in the containers. Uh, in my container in Toyota got a couple of containers. Um, we shut the door and then we see them at the first round when they're delivered.
1: So the kickoff is when, first weekend in um, January?
0: about the 12th, 13th, that weekend of January. Yeah. Um, so we start on the, the first round, we start on the Monday, which I think is the 7th or the 8th, which is the first round we've obviously got to set up, we have got to, we meet the drivers the first time, we do pedals and seats and dip pieces. Then we're on track Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and then the next from that point on we're on track Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
1: Which, which is one of the reasons also why it's successful is because consecutive days driving.
0: Look you get, the, the reality is these kids are getting 20 days out of 30 in a car yes. and I think the number is if you're classified as a rookie you get 50 odd sessions over the course of the, of the series. You can't do that anywhere in the world. Um, Europe's all snowed out, testing bands, they can go to New Zealand, they get to see a beautiful place. You know the families will come and they travel around in motorhomes and they in the car. And not only is it a good series, but it's competitive. The cars are fast. they the F3 approved hubs. They've got a good Toyota twin cam engine. The aero is fairly limited. They move around a fair bit. They're on a really good Michelin tyre. And it's just close. You know, three tenths I think spread the whole field at Invercargill last year in qualifying. Yeah. 20 cars, 3 tenths. How do you find the people to do the work you need? Every year, going over there for such a short period of time and with a, such a specific skill set. Look, most of our staff all through the series that come from Europe, um, they're all used doing Renault Euro Cup or F3 in Europe. Um, I'm lucky that I've, I carried some staff over from the existing team. Probably in the last year or so, and especially this year, I've got some new guys coming on board that I've met. I did a, a bit of a trip early in the year and went to a couple of rounds and saw some people and met some people. And um, most all, all four of my engineers are from Europe, doing stuff over there. Um, and half my mechanic staff come from Europe as well. I've got a couple of local guys who used to work for me in Minda, believe it or not. Tim, who does tyres at Nissan next door, who was my truck driver, did my tyre. He comes over, does my tyres, drives my bus. We've got a big 20-seater bus. Ronnie, who worked for me as a mechanic for, for the whole of Minda, as a subcontractor, he comes over as well. So it's it's a bit of Minda, but it's actually a lot of new, new faces as well. And obviously outside of going over to Europe and meeting these people, you obviously have to keep well abreast of so many different types of motor racing series, whilst being fully immersed in supercar land Yeah look, it's it's been a big big year for me, I mean I think I left January or last year, January the 8th did did the series, came back mid-February right from where we started going again we had the, the, the test day at Eastern Creek and then we had the whole year, at mid-year I left Eastern Creek Ride Day and I flew to Europe and I did um, Euro Cup at Paul Ricard on the Thursday, Friday, I was at Rockingham, British F4. Saturday, uh, Saturday, I was somewhere else. On Sunday, I ended up at another British F4 round. Um, then the following week, I did a, a reconnaissance. I went to all the teams, went to Carl and um, Fortec, caught up with Mick and a few other people, and, and, and saw them. Had a look through their facilities, and chatted about series. And you know, a lot of those guys are part of it. You know, they've all done it. Most of those managers, those team managers. You know, Trevor Carlin is a big, big fan of it. All his drivers from fif 3 this year, from the series the year before, so um, he's a big fan. So they're really keen to to have us see this, meet us, and be part of it. Yeah, you know, and for uh, for me, it was pretty cool going to, to Carlin and having a look around and, and being part of that, and you know, being accepted with open arms because they love the series. They want their kids to come and do it.
1: And, and obviously, not only with the teams, um, but also with drivers, you're finding that you know. They're well acquainted as to who and what you've got.
0: Yeah, look, the reality is, it's um, once again Australia just doesn't understand it. You know, we we've got a, an unusual culture that everything here is the best in the world, and anything else is, you know, we don't really pay any attention to. You know, every F4 driver in Australia should be doing TRS yes. if they're serious about an open. They should be. They should do it here. Do TRS over January, February, then go to Europe or wherever they got to go and do it again. You know, it's just an amazing training ground. But you talk to people here and they go, oh, yeah, what's that? Is that those 86s?" They don't even comprehend what's going on over there. It's just mind-blowing.
1: Uh, in fact, one of the interesting things next year, and I'll probably go to it. certainly at Manfield for the New Zealand Grand Prix, because there's going to be a dinner there for Kenny Smith. Yeah. Kenny Smith is still driving in the series occasionally, age 76, and he's going to be celebrating at Manfield next year. I think it's February 10 or 12, something like that his 60th consecutive year in open-wheel racing. And we're not just talking about a Formula V at the back of Winton or something, we're talking about top line open-wheel racing, still winning and still racing.
0: Yeah, he's an amazing guy. And he's an amazing talent, too. And, you know, when you, even you watch him now in a Formula 5000 car, he drives the race car properly. Yes. And he's a big advocate for the series. I met with him, he's got a young bloke who's trying to get into the series. Um, you know, he he understands it, too, you know? It's just, we don't get it, but everybody else in the world does. It's Everyone accepted it, you know. I ran an American kid last year and through a management company in America and, and um, Mexico, and every year they're sending me drivers. You know, it's just part of their program. That's you've what got how do. many
1: for next year, like
0: At the moment, we've got three signed. Um, we're hoping to. We, we, the minimum is four, but we're hoping we'll run five. Um, so there's four teams and 20 cars on a grid. And you've got these licenses that allow that give you the access to the cars. How does how does that sort of work? yeah look it's um, so what happened it, it, traditionally in the older series when they had the old car you could basically buy a car or lease a car and turn up and run as an individual you know they were encouraging it and what they found was that people would come and go come and go so when the new generation car came out in 2015 they decided what they'd do is they'd keep all the cars in house and there's there was four teams that were constantly always running that were supporting the series and they said they're the four teams that are allowed in. So um, I was fortunate enough to get approval through that process to basically roll ETEC over into MTEC. They were quite keen to have me on board because it was something, you know, it's a new, new blood and tried to you know, present at a level and, and try and do a good job. So I'm lucky to be one of four teams. Um, and it's, it's not a written agreement; it's a verbal agreement amongst ourselves. Um, but the allocation of cars come through them anyway. So, you know, you can't rock up and ask for a car and run a weekend because it, the cars are allocated. That each car, each team that's in a series is, is part of the series.
1: There was a big change this year, in fact, um, before this year, uh, in that Barry Tomlinson, who was the founder of the series, uh, has left. Yeah. Um, so. It was a bit
0: of a shake-up. I mean, Barry had done an amazing job. He created the series; it was his baby. You know, worldwide known for for an amazing job. He'd go over and see everyone, and he knows everybody. You know, he's a big part of Brendan Hartley being in that program now. Um, and I think, you know, he was tired. It was. It had been a lot of hard work for him and his wife for a long time. Toyota thought they would might work a bit better for that to keep a bit in-house rather than have a subcontractor running it. So. I don't know the ins and outs but I think they they both decided it was probably better that um, Barry wanted to have a, a bit of a rest and do some property development or building um, and Toyota thought they might want to take more control.
1: And in fact there is an Australian with more control, Sarah Schofield-Brown.
0: Yeah, so Sarah's um, been employed to, to take over Barry's wife's role who was she did an amazing job looking after insurance, entries, all the logistical side of it. Um, now Sarah's taken that role on.
1: Sarah's been in uh, supercars for about 10 years working on both the development series and the main series. Uh, and I was very pleased for her in her career development to go there and take on this role.
0: Yeah, like, I think Sarah does an amazing job and always has. And for her it works really well. She's married and living in Auckland now. And she was travelling back and forth to do supercar stuff. So. She's a perfect fit. You know, I I can't speak highly enough of of what she does. So, you know, the series will be fantastic. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now.
1: Inside Motorsport is produced by
0: Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.